You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Is everybody here familiar? I know some of you are. Are you familiar with how we run these group Akashic Record sessions? Yeah? No, this is my first one. I'm full of urgency. I'm glad she left after that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> You're stirring the pot now, Margaret. Uh, uh, try and stop me. What we do, Angel Rose is not in a trance when she's doing this. She's in the Akashic Records. So she's not speaking to entities or authority figures. She's speaking directly with source through the Akashic Records. So in that way, we have found over the years that there's a like a purity of information there's a reverence for the knowledge and the information that she downsteps she says a prayer out loud first and then she says two parts of the prayer silently to herself so do be quiet for that it's probably about 30 seconds maybe while she's saying the second part of the prayer and then we open the floor to your questions and we'll do it by way of a little round robin and have your questions ready to ask I do have my own questions, like I say, all about Father's Day and so on. So you can just be in the round robin. I'll be in the round robin, yeah. We go around as many times as we can within the time frame. So that's the formalities, really. Let's begin, yeah? So we start with Angel Rose and the prayer. Is there any link between our chosen birth numbers and our galactic or planetary location of origin, or do our numbers relate only to our personality aspects we need for the role we're here to play, or is it a mixture of the two? Okay. Looks to me that your numbers are related to your, I don't even want to say personality, I'd rather say your soul aspects as you incarnate in this dimension feels like they're not necessarily connected to your galactic origin okay. okay although they might point to maybe your personal history in terms of soul advancement okay and maybe your mission here on earth this time but i don't believe they link to a particular planet or anything like that lovely thank you very much okay yeah i did get a, a link to a, a star system but not necessarily a galactic origin. It's more as it steps down into incarnation on Earth that it becomes relevant. Okay, Francis. I have a lot of question about the three and five D, but uh, one question: after the five D shift, will there still be less? consciously evolved or evil-minded people in society who create problems for humanity? Well, for those who do shift to 5D, there is none of that happening there because those particular people wouldn't vibrate to the level of 5D to even be there. It does say that not everybody is going to shift to 5D. There'll be uh -huh. some who just maintain a current consciousness reality of hers. 
but yeah. are they in one place? I mean, these people that's not evolved and those evolved, or is it different um, levels, um, spiritual levels? I still don't understand this, you know, 5D yeah. thing. Yeah, that's okay. I think it's more a state of consciousness. Like, in other words, you're not necessarily going to see physical earth disappear into something else. But you will see consciousness shift. It's one of the reasons why we did the quantum jump to your advanced self yesterday, because I wanted you to start to feel what an advanced self feels like that's not in 3D reality. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's really an internal shift that happens first. So for people who don't do that, they'll, I mean, there will be um, a 3D aspect of Earth that remains the same, which is just as it is right now, okay? But for people who shift into 5D, it will encompass a greater sense of unity consciousness. It will also be connected with people who are also of unity consciousness. So things will be happening on more spiritual levels, okay, which will change I mean, keep in mind, everybody, that anything you see outside yourself is a mind construct. I mean, our 3D Earth that we've created is a mind construct. Any aspect you see of yourself is a mind construct. So when you start to shift your perception of reality outside yourself, it's going to shift as well. People who are in like a higher consciousness don't necessarily see the same things that third dimensional people see. So try not to think of it as, as we're physically moving to a new place. It could just be that what you see outside yourself becomes more ethereal, becomes more loving. Matter seems to shift quicker. The thoughts in your mind create different outward appearances. So try to think of it like that. This, this is the reason why it's so important if you want to go to quote-unquote 5D Earth, that you work on yourself, like your personal frequency and, and why, you know, my feel like my job here is to try to shift you guys into a more advanced aspect of yourself so that you can see 5D energies and you can see things more spiritually. Yeah. I remember Angel Rose talking about a time when she was visiting town called Portales in New Mexico. Oh, and she said, yeah, there's no need to go into the story, but she said that she was aware of an overtone above the earth. And that's an interesting kind of an insight into what I think 5D is about, because it's like you get to see stuff on a spiritual level that we may not be aware of or can see right now. And then the next thought I had around that to answer your question, Francis, mm -hmm. We often think about 5D and, and other dimensional spaces as looking through a window that has those vertical blinds. And the reason they call them blinds is because you're blind to, when they're closed, you're blind to seeing mm -hmm. outside. But you know, if you just turn the blinds to where they're vertical, then you can see outside. 5D is, is like where you're turning the blinds in your mind to being vertical so you can see through them. They're not blinding you anymore. Does that make sense? You're, yeah, you're... It, it makes sense, yeah. yeah. But I was just kind of like wondering, so are we living all together whether we're evolved or not evolved? 
when mentally we're, we're, you know, the evolved ones are in the 5D mentality, but are we living with unevolved people at the same time also like now? Yeah, you could be because I don't know if you remember me telling you the story about how I thought Sedona had shifted into the into 5D energy. Mm -hmm. Hanu and I were out one day and I was watching these beautiful rocks that were surrounded by energetically moved back. It's like they looked like they were physically moving backwards, but the backwards mm -hmm. was into the future, not backwards into the past. But here we were parked in front of a grocery store and I'm watching the tree in front of my car be in 5D. And it was the difference was is it was happy, it was loving, it was totally aware of every other tree in its environment. But at the same time, this guy walks by on his cell phone and he's cussing up a storm. He's like, you know, that F and this, that F and that. And you know, I remember saying to myself, in one second, I'm looking at this beautiful loving energy and the next minute here's somebody who's not in 5d obviously because yeah. it's still you know swearing at this one and that one and blaming this one and that one so i think it could be that maybe we don't see each other exactly the same way yeah it's more about an awareness we are all one so it's not like there's a separation in terms of them and us because that's what 3d is 3d is them and us we sometimes see ourselves as the victim and they're wrong and we're right and all this kind of division. In the next dimensional space, that division no longer exists, but it's an awareness that everything is part of you and you're part of everything. And the judgment about it diminishes. It doesn't mean that negative people or negative entities or whatever don't exist. It exists but your awareness of how love transcends it all and how the unity of it all is paramount. That's the difference. Does that help? Yep, it helps a lot, yeah. Yeah, good, okay. Thank you. Okay. That's a good question, Francis, because it kind of dispels the idea that people have that somebody is gonna come and save us, save us, you know? Mm -hmm. Some ship is gonna arrive and we're all gonna board it and it's gonna take us to a different yeah. place. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's not how I see it. Okay. okay. It's more of a shift in consciousness, which may, may allow you to find yourself on another planet. I mean, let's, let's look, again, if you remember yesterday when I saw my advanced self, it had gone beyond time and space. You know, mm -hmm. it had the ability to move anywhere. So that's a possibility also. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Kim. I had a question about why we incarnate on earth and forget what we're here to do. And are, we do that over and over ad infinitum. Is this a perpetual, this is all we got? I mean, what, ha what happens next? Like when do you stop coming, deciding to come to earth and deciding to forget? You know, I'm gonna send you guys a link to a YouTube a radio interview that we watched, okay, where this guy had memories of pre-birth, okay, right. so it wasn't a near-death experience, he was remembering coming actually into earth. And somebody asked him that question, why do we keep forgetting, and he basically said, because we're all here 
to do something specific. And if you had the memory of all your other lifetimes, it'd get very confusing and it'd be a lot of responsibility. So in other words, in order to stay focused on what you're actually doing here, he called it the veil. They put a veil in front of you so that you don't have all that information because it would actually be a distraction. What he saw was that he had a choice whether to come back to Earth. And he did describe Earth as the densest possible place you could come. And he also described it as a very hard place to be compared to the quality of our true selves that are so loving and so free and so magnificent. And to downstep yourself, he called it into this cold earth where things are very difficult. But he said, it's really all for expansion of your soul. Okay, it's like everything that happens to you is organized. What, what do you call them? They call those beings that organize it. I forgot what he called me. Once you decide you're going to come to earth, there's a group of beings who organize the parents, who organize the circumstances that you're going to experience, all to achieve what your soul wants to achieve. Okay, so you stop coming here, apparently, when you've achieved a certain level of mastery within your soul. These avatars that are off planet, they don't keep coming back here. They may come every now and then to help humanity. Okay, but in terms of their own need to do that, they don't have it anymore. Mm. I remember okay. Angelos was asked a question in another group session, oh, maybe 10 years ago. The person said, is this my last lifetime on Earth? Because uh, they, they genuinely so desired that it, they didn't want to come back here anymore. And her answer was, not until you've mastered Earth. And it was quite a, a, a shocking statement, really, that you can't escape the lessons. You can't escape the, the trials and tribulations. You can't escape the polarity until you master it. And that makes perfect sense when you think of it on that level. Well, he was actually saying that the polarity is designed for you to have a contrast, for you to right. really be able to have contrast. But, you know, he didn't pull any punches. He said, this is a, it's not a happy place to be. You know, it's a hard place to be. And people go through. I'll send you the bit. You'll like it. Okay. Okay, thank you. Interesting interview. Okay. Marie, how about you? Actually, uh, I, I just about 30 minutes ago, I emailed you guys a bunch of questions. A lot of them about fifth dimension, though, have already been answered with francis so well there's uh, there's a couple other ones i have too uh like a biggie right right this moment is okay is there anything we can like an easy way to raise our frequency up you know like in the love mode they're basically saying forgiveness is the highest way to raise your frequency okay <laughs> Okay. I remember when Naha and I were doing a um, walking on hot coals thing, remember, at the Unity Church? Mm. But before we did that, there was we were all in the classroom and we all had to make a list of everything we hadn't forgiven. And I thought, oh, you know, there's not too much I haven't forgiven. But lo and behold, I had pages and pages worth of stuff. Stuff written down. It's like, holy cow, I can't yeah. believe this. So forgiveness is is um, a biggie, really, because 
Anything we haven't forgiven keeps us in a low vibration. Course in Miracles says forgiveness is the key to happiness. Yeah. And there's okay. even the big issue of forgiving the world. And this is a big yeah. deal because it's a really a big deal to forgive the world. And it's a hard thing to do. And that's part of that raising the frequency because if you can arrive at that level, it's like that's automatic entry into 5D when you're forgiving the lower level stuff. Well, again, but you have to keep in mind that you're living in a mind construct. So no matter what you see out there, it's an illusion in the sense that it's mind created, right? So anything that's created with your mind can be undone by your mind. Like if you want the outer reality to be different, you've got to change your beliefs in what you're seeing. That means we have to let go of our ideas of victims and victimizers and this one's evil and this one's good and this one's deserves to die and this one deserves to live. I mean, we have to let go of all those beliefs because as you move into higher and higher dimensions, what you experience is more and more pure love, okay, where there is none of that, okay? So to raise your frequency simply, Make a list of what you haven't forgiven and burn it in the fire. Yeah, right. That's a good, good idea. Yeah. Okay. Surely. What are some of the things that, as a race, that we've got to go through yet? I mean, is it the solar flash or? Okay. Etc. Well, you've got to go through a lot more earth changes. A lot more earthquakes, a lot more volcanoes, a lot more floods, climate changes, cold temperatures, hot temperatures. You've got to go through tests to your immunity. A long time ago when I used to see earthquakes and the earth would open up, you know, source would tell us that viruses and bacteria are being released from under the earth that have been there for millions of years that we haven't encountered yet in our in our particular realities yeah from melting glaciers and yeah so, on so you'd have to be stronger physically the sun is going to continue to emit solar flares and burst some will knock out satellites okay you're going to have your magnetic field continue to weaken and when that happens you start to um, lose your memory actually well the magnetic fields holds holds physical things together so you might see things dissolving, usually things that are artificial. We've got more AI technology to deal with in the future that could get a little strange. Bordering on, you know, what Source warned us years ago about technology. That's going to have to be monitored in some way. So you're going to see advances in technology and science that are incredible, but also can be very dangerous. We've got all that to go through yet because we haven't sorted out our motivations as a race. In other words, to move into like higher dimensional frequencies, our motivations have to be purified. And that goes to the highest levels of science, technology, governments, where motivations still are pretty corrupt. So we all have all that to go through yet. Physically, in terms of a solar burst or micronova, it is predicted. 
I actually think the sun is holding off on that. And why I say that is because the sun looks like it's a being that makes its own decisions on when it's going to do those things. And it is due to have another microburst. But it feels to me that it's deciding to hold off a few years on that. So the jury's kind of out on that one. A lot of purification still has to happen. Inward purification, outward motivations, new systems have to be created that are actually healthier for the whole human race. New sources of energy are still to be discovered. So there's a lot to happen yet. But basically, we're still in a purification process on all levels, and we still will be. The way I saw the answer to that question was, if you remember what we're taught in school, which is not always correct, of course, but to think about the time of the dinosaurs, you know, and you had volcanoes and earth masses lifting up here and seas going down and water levels rising there and this animals appearing and these ones going extinct and all this kind of tumultuous stuff that was going on. And I feel that in another way, that is yet to come for us, huge changes on all these kinds of levels. And as Angela was, was describing there, and it will feel as if it's like a whole new earth is being created because of the enormity of the changes. There will be people rocketing on spaceships to Mars. So there will be colonization happening on the moon and Mars. So that's yet to come as well. And you can expect that a lot of people will leave this Earth because A, they're ready to leave. B, it's time to leave. And the circumstances are set up so that they will leave. Okay, so we're seeing make a mass exodus of people and truthfully don't know if I'm going to be around. I mean, I thought about that and I was like, well, I could go just as easily as anybody else. You know, I don't mean, and, I, and I'm not really holding on to either reality, you know, because we are in a drastic time of shifting and that's shifting on every level. And also, you know, the cycles are such that we're up against cosmic cycles that have repeated themselves every so many thousands of years. And certainly micronovas are in there. Okay. Uh, does that answer your question? Yeah, she said yes. Okay. So I guess it's a Hans Father's Day question time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, if I can lump two questions into one, because the first one is, what is source's definition of, of father? And my next question is dependent on that. What is source's definition of father? Okay, hang on. Well, father actually means head, according to source, okay? But it doesn't mean head in terms of a hierarchy. It means head in terms of a function or a purpose, okay? somebody who overlooks who oversees somebody who is the protector okay someone who is responsible is really what they're saying what he's saying it's the source of safety in other words that title father means somebody who is safe safety responsible protective 
overlooked looks out for. So there's a huge function attached to it. Okay. 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 Is that what was meant by the fifth commandment that says, honor thy father and thy mother? Or did it mean something different? Well, it does mean to pay respects to the people who created you, who gave you your life. Okay, so it doesn't mean honor in terms of worship, but it means honor in terms of respect and appreciate and, you know, stuff gotcha. like that. Okay? Good, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Terry, you're next. Okay, so my next question is, what really happened during um, the time uh, with Noah and the flood? Um, why was there a flood, and where did all that water come from? <laughs> well, you guys are wrecking my brain. <laughs> so what Source is saying to me is that goes back to the conflict between the two Anunnaki brothers, Enki and Enlil. Enlil wanted to destroy humanity, and Enki wanted to save humanity. So it really had nothing to do with God's source itself. It had to do with those two brothers, one wanting to wipe out the human race and one wanting to save the human race. So the whole point of the ark was Enlil had planned on causing this huge deluge. And, and really it was an ability to make it rain, which those beings, just like we have the ability for weather modification, those beings had an even more advanced system of shifting weather. And, you know, so it was easy to, for Enlil to cause it to rain for 40 days. But it really didn't have anything to do with God's source because God's source believes in resurrection and redemption. So no matter how a race starts to turn out and evolve, in source from source's point of view, everything everything should be allowed to evolve okay and everything does have a spark of the original source in it no matter if it was created through experimentation or not so because of that it can mutate and it can become other things but it doesn't look like it had anything to do with the source ordering moses to you know that source is going to destroy the human race with a flood it really had to do with two Anunnaki brothers who were not in agreement mm -hmm. with what the creations were doing at the time. Mm -hmm. I see it also as part of an unfolding. Sometimes when I think of that question, Terry, I see a sine wave. You're familiar with the way a sine wave will peak and then come down to a low trough and then go up to a peak again. And in a way, it's like a wave of water. So when you ask where does the water come from, there, there'll be a, a huge wave of water, but then there'll be a dry period, and then there'll be uh, another wave of water. And it's like we're going through those kinds of earth changes right now, similarly, that are resulting from environmental changes, experimentation, all that kind of stuff, much the same as what went on then. It's like nothing much has changed it's not as if new water is being created it's just moving in a wave form like life itself is moving in a sine wave 
So that's that's part of creation physics. But there is weather, weather modification going on. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, when I see these droughts occurring around the earth or I see these floods even now, my mind goes to, well, who's creating that? And they know how to fix it, so why aren't they? Okay, which kind of gives you a, a little hint of, well, they don't mean to, they don't want to fix it. You know, they're doing it deliberately. And this is part of the wiping out of some of the population. Okay. Yeah, my, my question was similar to Kim's uh, because I was wondering, um, after death, we go into the spirit world and we discover many things we, we did. It could be bad things, good things, and we lack the love consciousness and all this. And then we learn all this, but then when we decide to reincarnate, we forget everything that we learned up there in the spirit world. So um, what, what's the purpose of having learned all that when we can't remember when we're back to earth? Well, you have to keep in mind that you don't lose the gifts that you've gained from lifetime to lifetime. So whatever lessons you've learned or whatever you've gained, your soul still retains that, first of all. You don't forget that. You okay. still commit those gifts. However, like they say, the reason you forget is to keep your mind focused on what you're here to do this lifetime. For example, this, this um, interview that I'm going to send you, this man said that before he re reincarnated, he did ask Source if he could remember just a little bit um, mm -hmm. of his other lives. And the, that's the part he remembered, what he was doing pre-birth. Okay, so, and since then, he seems to have remembered a lot of his lifetimes. But he basically said, you know, we're multidimensional beings, and we live in multidimensions, and we live multidimensional lives, and there's millions of them. So could you imagine if you had all that to remember and still try to focus on a single thing that you might be here to learn now or something to complete or heal that you decided to focus on? Basically, it's a distraction, but you don't lose what you've gained in other lives. Like a lot, even when people meet soulmates this lifetime, for example, I mean, the reason soulmates come back together is because they left something undone in another life. Either they want to continue a relationship or they wanted to have kids and they couldn't have them or they were arguing and they couldn't bring understanding to each other. So they come back to try to do that again. And that's true whether it's romantic or it's friendships or it's bosses or whomever. That's why when people say, what's my life purpose? But they really want to know, what am I doing here this time? And so you have guides and teachers and a guardian angel to help you fulfill that. Okay, because you know, you have to think of it in terms of this lifetime is just a blink of an eye. It's in comparison to the big infinity that's out there and all that you are, which is so huge. This is a way for you to just kind of get isolated and focus in on a particular thing. Like he describes it as you're going into the earth game. and. Uh, he kind of compared it to some of these different video games that people play 
where they have to defeat this enemy or that, or they have this challenge that they have to overcome. And, and so that's really what we're doing. Because we come into a body and we're so caught up in the 3D world, it looks like that's all there is to us. But he said, if you could have any idea of how huge you are. Um, that's why in this time period with all these questions about what do we still have to go through as a race and all of that, the most important thing is that you learn to advance yourself, okay? Because you have an unlimited potential, even in your, even in your Kundalini, when it rises and it just activates different DNA strands in you. We haven't even, I mean, we're having Penny Kelly on again in July, and we're going to only discuss the DNA, because sources told me DNA is the stairway to heaven, and in that means a whole lot of stuff. So I'm going to be picking her brain about that because the key in terms of some advancement is connected to the DNA and what you do with it. Okay, so if you advance yourself, you get to the point where you it's easy to overcome all this stuff I'm talking about. I mean, right now we're only thinking in 3D. We're concerned with our physical bodies, with our food, with our money, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but you have to really become an ascended being inside yourself okay and, and stop thinking of ourselves as as limited mm -hmm. and that's what we should be working at right now okay okay and and so um i also think that the reincarnation takes a long 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 time to you know it does but guess, to continue but not everybody comes back to earth either i mean right we have a variety of solar systems and galaxies and places that you can go to to learn. You don't always have to come to Earth. You know, right. I was explaining it that Earth was just one of the most challenging places, but it's also one of the places where if you overcome those challenges, it offers the greatest advancement. Okay. Okay. Margaret is available now. Okay. Um. What is the most effective healing method or modality to provide energetic first aid to help restore and balance the light of devastated and bereaved people? Well, they're saying mind transference. In other words, if you know somebody's going through that, you're one of the most powerful forms of healing. In other words, you don't have to go there. You don't have to put your hands on them. Close your eyes and picture them mentally and affirm the truth of them and send it mentally to them. Okay, because your mind is the biggest, most powerful form of creation in the universe. Okay. So, you know, what I'm hearing really is it's not complicated. It's still almost bad, but we make it complicated. We think we have to invent all these methods and these ways. And the truth is, is your mind and your intention towards somebody is the greatest form of healing. Fabulous. When Angel Rose was talking about growth of awareness earlier on, the more we become aware, the more also gets released the awareness of the extent of negativity that's going on. And that's also where I feel personally the bigger challenge to our forgiveness comes in. You know, when I mentioned earlier about forgiving the world, we think we can forgive stuff now. 
the more aware we become and the more we realize the extent of the evil that's going on, that's really going to challenge our ability to forgive. And it's also part of Margaret's work when she's talking about the shock of that is going to be difficult to heal. And, and that's why um, it, we understand where Margaret is coming from with, with her, her, will, her desire to have some kind of a healing system in place to help people cope with that disclosure. We have to remember there's been wars in heaven going on for billions of years. This isn't new. And there's always been races that want to take over this planet, that planet because of its resources or whatever. So this isn't new, but it's still the same answer in terms of how much do you let it disturb your peace? Okay, and how much do you you let it keep you from advancing? Okay, and when when Hana talks about forgiveness, at the level of source, remember, as we keep going higher and higher in dimensions, we get more and more loving. So the less interested you are in all this other stuff that's going on on lower levels, you're just not interested in it. You know, you stop watching the news, you stop paying attention to it. This one said this, this one said that. Who cares? You know, you're interested in your own advancement. And that's what we're being asked to focus on. Because otherwise, if you believe that these other things have more power than you have, okay, then you succumb to the negativity. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead, Marie. Well, to be honest with you, you guys have already answered all my questions. I mean, because I was wondering about 5D and how to raise my frequency. So I'm just going to let, if anybody else has a question, you can go for it. Well, let me just address that real quick for you, Marie. We often find when we, when we go into these sessions that the very first question might collapse a whole bunch of other questions. We found that yeah. countless times from the level yeah. that you know, source answers it. Yeah. What did Jesus, the risen Christ, his DNA create for us, humanity and the earth? Well, I'll tell you a story, Shirley, from long ago when I was a daily meditator, okay? And every now and then Jesus would come to me. And what Jesus said to me one time was, my blood is the scent of red roses. My blood is the scent of red roses, okay? And he showed me the crown of thorns spinning and basically telling me that his whole DNA and his blood had become so purified that his DNA was a golden spiral. Okay. Which meant that it was at the highest level of evolution it could ever be at. So, you know, Jesus did have children. That was one of Ahano's questions. He did have children. So he did give that DNA to his bloodline, which now is in all of humanity the potential for that is in all of humanity because the bloodlines didn't remain completely segregated and pure throughout history so he imparted the potential for that inside each one of us and that's the other reason why i want to have this discussion with penny especially since the source told me that the dna is the stairway to heaven which has a lot of implications in it we kind of have to wait to have that discussion to get the actual details. But that risen frequency has really turned into a pure gold liquid light. 
when I used to do a lot of psychic surgeries on people, I'd be bothered by entities that would come in the room and start to mess with me. Like they actually hit me on the back and they tried to distract me from what I was doing. And Jesus told me the only way around that was I had to, how to get rid of an entity was to call on the blood of Jesus Christ. So it wasn't like call on Jesus Christ. It was call on the blood of Jesus Christ. As soon as I would say that, these entities would, would hightail it out of the room. So there is something about the quality of his blood, okay, that is is uh, quite powerful. Okay? Yeah. Do you want one more? No, because like Marie was saying about the collapsing of questions, I did have a few questions about Jesus, and you did indeed answer it, and... Uh, Maybe you could we could finish up with about when Jesus speaks about the Father, and we're not going religious on this now, right? Just broadly, when Jesus talks about the Father, and you mentioned about Jesus being a Father, is there some quality about the Father that Jesus talks about? And I know you mentioned about head and authority and all of that, but is there like a love quality about fatherhood that? We what do you mean to, that Jesus talks about? That Jesus talks about, yeah. In terms of his father, heavenly father? Heavenly father and the lineage of fatherhood. In other words, like our father's missing something that we could bring to the world as, as men, as fathers. Yeah, know? they could be more loving and, more, and less self-serving. So if you think of mothers, for example, right? Mothers are usually very self-sacrificing and they care about their offspring and they've devoted to their offspring where men basically they've done the sex act they've contributed to the child and they don't necessarily all have that loving factor right. so i'd say a balance of male and female energy is what's required to be a good father right yeah that makes sense that good answer okay all right let me read a quick summary of what we've covered today we are going to have to do a whole other section on on fathers because i've got a string of questions that we and never want to get into the sperm and all of that you guys <laughs> well you know let me tell you the kinds of questions i wanted to ask was you know if a man does not father children has he failed in some way and what happens to a soul's destiny if a father is not a good role model for them and is the male sexual drive purely for procreation or for the experience of family love. And what, what about the effect of abortion on a father? You know, the father has donated to the creation of this being and then it's aborted. Is, is there some kind of spiritual knock-on effect? I'd like to know about that. And what is the effect of a sperm donating father? Say anonymous donation, you know, does whatever happens to that child in the future, the father doesn't know about it. Is there some spiritual connection there? I know some of the answers. Yeah. But anyway, and, uh, it's another session and we will address it because they are good questions. And what happens to a, if a man's sperm fails to fertilize? Like what happens spiritually to that attempt? Do you know what I'm saying? There's there's a bunch of really interesting questions there that I'd love the answer to. But we will... I'll we'll, say we'll have everybody prepare questions related to fatherhood for our next session okay <laughs> okay so the answer to my questions about fatherhood anger and rose mentioned that it meant head overseer protector uh, a responsible person and a source of safety terry's question was about 
Noah and the flood and where did all the water come from? And we spoke about weather modification and that that kind of thing was nothing to do with God's plan. Margaret was asking about birth numbers and its connection with place of birth and that yes, origin. Yes, and that it is related to mission, but not necessarily to your galactic origin. And her second question was about the most effective healing modality. And Angel Rose mentioned that uh, you are the most powerful one to affirm the truth. Mind is the most powerful force of healing in the universe. And then we had Marie's question, is there an easy way to raise our frequency? And Angel Rose downstepped that forgiveness is the key to happiness. We're living in a mind construct and must let go of all our limiting beliefs. Shirley Janine asked about what do we have yet to go through? And Angel Rose really released a whole string of stuff that was almost frightening to comprehend about earth changes, (laughs) the testing of our immunity, the sun emitting solar flares, the weakening of magnetic fields, more AI technology, space travel, and so on. But primarily, we have yet to sort out our own motivations as a race. So we we can expect new sources of energies and new systems and so on. Her second question was about Jesus' DNA, and that was quite helpful for me. And she spoke about Jesus' blood being the scent of red roses and that Jesus' DNA was a golden spiral. And that potential of his bloodline is now in all humanity. Kim asked about why we incarnate on Earth, and Angel Rose spoke about the veil and promised to send you a video, which we will do. Give us a little bit of time to do that because we're going to go into another session now really quick. Francis asked about 3D and 5D. Will there be less problems in society in 5D? And Angel Rose was saying yes. And more things happen on spiritual levels and that everything we see right now is a mind construct. Her second question was about after death discoveries, why do we forget it all? And Angel Rose was saying that you don't ever lose the gifts that you've learned from lifetime to lifetime and stop thinking of yourself as limited. Okay, that brings us to the end of our session. We really appreciate you being here. I have to say, and I've said this before, that very often we find that the people who are present in these group Akashic Records you bring the kind of environment and mindset that helps downstep this information. So you're a fundamental integral part of these questions and answers. So we appreciate you being here today. All right, let me say the prayer to code. All right. Till next time. Love you guys. We love you. Take care. Next ground. Love you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at wordofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now.